listening to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. The thing is, is we can either, as I was saying before, we can either underestimate it or we can over-exaggerate it. Uh, and I think underestimating it, it can be really dangerous. Uh, I think over-exaggerating it can be very dangerous. But we do need to be aware. And even if you're, you're not churched, I think it's good for you to know, and I think you probably are aware, that not everything is what you see with your own eyes. The Bible talks about there being a spiritual realm. And you say, oh, what is that about? You just watch any kind of uh, adult um, like, uh, what do you call it, like an animated movie and stuff like that, and you look at when they start to predict evil, you look at what they're presenting, you look at the spirits that they dream up and the things of devils and stuff like that, and I'm saying they don't get that because of their creativity. I actually believe people are more aware than we realize, and they see things, and, and that that's, defines there's a spiritual realm, there's a battle that's going on, and that's not to scare us because we, we have a spiritual God. <laughs> And as I shared last week in communion, we're on the winning side. The, the, the victory's already been won. But the thing is, is that, uh, as I was saying before, I don't want to make light of the fact that sometimes we can be really uh, struck. The, the enemy can go after us. And, uh, and what I wanted us to do, is, as Nadia led last Sunday, and I want it to be a part of every Sunday, is we're going to finish our messages with a time of worship. Because I love the thought that Nadia said that worship engages body, soul, and spirit. Uh, worship is something as a weapon that God has given us to invoke His presence into our environment, into where we are. And we don't just have to be down in the dumps to be getting into worship. Come on, we should be on the mountaintop going after worship. Because who knows, it's harder to live on the mountaintop than it is at the bottom. The air is thinner. Your body decays quicker on the mountaintop than it does at the bottom. And so don't think, oh, well, everything's all right. No, no, you're obviously sitting halfway, and I don't think God wants us to be halfway. I think He wants us to go all the way. But if you are feeling a bit of the challenge, a bit of the pinch. I want to encourage you that how you see it might change the way of it either being something discourages you or it actually encourages you. See, I've, I've learned along the way that when I feel like I'm getting attacked at different areas and there's different things that are holding me down, I actually find that actually this isn't something where I go, oh no, it's so hard. This actually go, wow, I must be doing something right. I, I must be doing something. If the enemy's wanting to start throwing some focus this way, then I must be actually doing something that's getting him a little off guard. Because who knows, you don't worry about the player who's standing on the sideline that doesn't want the ball. You worry about the one who's going, give me it, give me it, I'm going to run up the guts. I want it. Run at me because I'm going to throw myself at you. you. You worry about that person, the fearless person, right? And so we're driving home from Zion's rugby league game and Again, you've got to get the messages from last week, but we're driving home from a rugby league game, and, and Zion just didn't have the game he normally has, and, and it was just me and him, and we're driving back from Casey, and, and we're driving along, and I said, buddy, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not critical or anything, but I am your coach, uh, because I'm your dad, and um, tell me, you just seemed, you seemed a little bit off, and he, and he was like, no, it was nothing, it was nothing, and we finally got down to it, and he goes, oh, well, I, I, I was doing what I do at league at high at school with my AFL friends and I would tackle them like you tell me to and smash them to the ground like you encouraged me to. And, and he says, then they started grabbing me by the shirt and flicking me on the ground and they were real angry with me and, and they told me that, that you don't do that, Zion. And, and, and then he said, I just, I just when I played today, I, just, I was just nervous that they were going to do the same. And, and I said, mate, oh, buddy. I said, this might sound weird, but this is awesome this is awesome. And he goes looking at me like, what? And then I see a McDonald's pull over and I'm like, buddy, let's go get Maccas. <laughs> so we're sitting down having a burger and I said, mate, you'd never guess. 
this is the biggest encouragement you can have. That when, when you're being such a threat to them that they have to then try and push you around and bully you to try and stop you from playing your game. I said, mate, I used to get beaten up all the time. I said in rugby union, there's a thing where if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, they have permission to stand on you. I said, I would take my shirt off and there would be scars down my back. And I would go, yes, what a good game. Because I was in the enemy's territory advancing and making havoc of what their plan was. I said, this is good. He looks at me like, I said, no, no, it's good. Have a, like, what do you want, a Sunday? Do you want extra, like, extra fries? Get the kid whatever he wants. <laughs> you may be getting pushed down. You may be feeling bullied at the moment in areas of your heart and areas of your life. Could I say, if we could see it the right way, maybe it's an encouragement. Maybe it's an encouragement. See, the thing is, is that uh, if we're going to live all in, then we're obviously going to make a mess of the enemy's plan. And he's going to do everything he can to try and discourage you, to hold you back. But what I love is that we have a God that does not caution us to play safe. (laughs) We have a God that rather gives us weapons and says, get amongst it. You're like, what? Peace and all that? No, 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 no. No, we've got a God that says, come on, there's going to be a fight and you're going to need some armor. I want you to put that armor on and I want you to go to battle. Come on, I want you to go and get some territory because when you defeat the enemy, you also take their land. Come on, there's land in our community. There's land within our families. There's land within our businesses. There's land within high schools that are there for us to take it back. But it's not going to come back by us sitting in a corner and having a little, little quiet prayer meeting. It's actually going to come by us stepping into the areas, going when we're still afraid, stepping out in faith and believing for change to take place. So Ephesians 6 10 says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against, not hiding, but you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, So that when the day of evil does come, and it can come, and it will come, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with a belt of truth around your waist, and with a breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness. Come on, with the readiness. The readiness. I'm ready. Come on. I'm ready. With the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, here, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Then take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. See, I was saying before, whether you're a believer or not, or we're aware of it or not, there is good and there is bad. There is life and there is death, right? We have a God who is full of goodness. He is a good Father, right? And then we have the enemy, right? And he is bad, right? His, his plan is, is death. And destruction, and he is not good, he is bad. 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 He's bad. But we have a God who came that we may have life and have life to the full. He's good. But then we've got an enemy, and he's come that you would have death to steal kill and destroy. That's his plan. His plan is not to play nice. His plan is not to give you freedom or to let you have fun. His plan is death. 
He wants to rob you. He wants to rob me. But though we have a loving God who did everything He could to ensure that His creation could be with His Creator. We understand in the garden that the enemy came deceptively, destructively, denying God's Word. He pried Adam and Eve to, to fall into sin. Then they lived in darkness. They live in death. It's a fallen world. We live in this fallen world. We're born into a fallen world. But God, over and over again, goes to get His kids back, to get His sons and His daughters back. He, he, he rescues them over and over again, although they turn their back over and over again. Then he says, one plan once and for all, not just for our nation, but for every tribe, nation and tongue. I will send my son Jesus and I will give hope to this world because he will live the life we can't live, sacrifice his life in place of ours. And then we will have the opportunity through receiving Jesus to have life. In the midst of this dark world, we can have life. Is it making sense? For me, growing up in a Christian family, uh, and then as a teenager walking away from God, I knew what it was to know God's presence, but now I'm living away from it. And here I am in a position where I know that even though I've got achievements, relationships, and a level of probably worldly success or popularity, the truth was life was empty. And then came a wonderful woman, a lovely woman, <laughs> And she connected with me and she said, you know, what's missing in your life is a relationship with God. You need to understand when you get back into relationship with Him that He is going to make your life right. What you're looking for, you won't find, but in Him, it's freely yours. And so on the 7th of the 5th, 2000, I made a decision to respond to this love, to this hope. And I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And here I am sitting in salvation, full of peace. I've got to tell you that I knew straight away I knew this peace that touched my life. I knew that it was real. I knew that God was with me. I knew that He was a God that was for me. This the reality of a good God. I knew that He was good. Why? Because I turned my back on Him, yet He never turned His back on me. At the moment we are ready, come on, doesn't He say, just turn your heart and there I am. And today I'm praying that at the end of the service, if you're here and you haven't yet turned your heart towards God, come on, that you would realize, be honest with yourself, what you're looking for in the world, you have not yet God. It will not satisfy you, but if you would turn your heart towards God, you will know hope. Come on, you will know forgiveness and you will know freedom. But because we live in a fallen world, here we are sitting in salvation and God's life and His love and His hope. But there's an enemy that doesn't want us in this relationship. And the Bible says that he then comes after us to try and rob, steal and destroy the very relationship, the very freedom of God. And he starts taking pot shots at us. He starts saying, come on, you're going to be one of those weird Christians now, are you? Are you, really going to, are you really going to join them? Are you going to be someone who's going to be in a weird church and then you're going to have to every Sunday go religiously to church? You guys, when you're ready, go for it. Oh, they got my nipple. <laughs> and here we are in this relationship and then all of a sudden the enemy's saying, you're going to lose all your friends. You're going to have no fun. <laughs> Isn't she mean? <laughs> Isn't she so cruel? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Hear me. As soon as we make a decision, he starts to accuse and he starts to deny. He starts to rob the very experience you just had. Yet God doesn't say, hey, I want you to live a seated faith. Yes, rest in me. But he says, no, I've given you some weaponry 
to enable you to now actually take this, what you have, and see it a part of all of your life. And he gives us this thing. And now this might seem very basic to us all, but I hope it just allows there to be some cementing in your, in your heart today. But he says, I want to give you a shield of faith. Because a shield of faith is something that's there to, to, to thwart the, 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 the arrows, the fiery arrows that the enemy has that would want to try and hit us in the nipple and in the face. Like it just, no, literally that would want to take us out. He wants us out here. He'll make it hard for you if you've recently made a decision. Isn't it funny how it's not popular? Isn't it funny how the whole world's not going, that's awesome, so good. Oh, I guess you believe what the rest of them believe. You hate all of us. Who said we hate anybody? Come on, don't, don't be surprised that all of a sudden, hey, hey, little bit of love, little bit of hey, hey, wait, well, let's see how's it going, what's it going? Brings a little guy or a girl around. Don't be surprised that the work opportunities are going to happen on the Sundays with the very place. Oh, I love being a part of that group. Oh, hang on, I've got to work. Now I can't be there. Sorry, I've got to get out of it. I've got to get out. He'll do anything he can. Come on, to get us out of this place. To get us out of this place. But he says he gives us a shield. Now, I, when I saw this and I read this, I thought, oh, he gives us a shield. And I, you know the shields like they have... Uh, like a warrior generally has. I think we might have a picture of it, but there's a shield and it's kind of like so, so big and it's kind of cool and this guy looks real handsome and, and we've got the shield. Now there's different types of shields, but the shield actually referred here is not just a, 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 a small shield. This shield is actually a lot bigger. This shield actually has a lot more ability to protect. They say the shield is actually more like the size of a door. That they could be able to position themselves fully behind it, able to deflect off any of the fiery arrows that would come their way. And you say, oh, why did you put a cowhide on it? Because they actually they would clothe it in a hide that would be saturated so that when the fiery arrows hit it, it would distinguish them. Our faith, hear me right now and clear, our faith must be covered by the Lamb of God who laid down His life to cover us so that whatever the enemy wants to bring at us, come on, it will deflect off and it cannot be dry. Come on, we cannot just have a belief. We need to be believers. <laughs> They're very two different things. When I walked away from God, I never stopped believing, but I wasn't living as a believer. And we need to have a saturated faith, not a dry faith. If we've got a dry faith, come on, those fiery arrows are going to consume it. But if we have a saturated faith... Come on, saturated in His presence, saturated in His love. Who knows that when the enemy has his plan, then it's not going to work. And so we have this shield. And then he says to us, come on, it's not just about sitting in your salvation. It's actually about a life transformation. So don't just sit in your salvation. No, no, it's time to change. Come on, doesn't Isaiah 61 talk about the fact that, come on, that his peace wants to take away. We were captive. He wants to set us free. He wants the oil of gladness in our life. He wants this transformation to take place. And so he starts to say, come on, you know that baptism? You know that baptism they've been talking about? That's for you. You've made a decision. Now it's time to get baptized. And we think, oh, cool. I'm going to start extending God into these areas of my life that I haven't before. And, and, and he's going to start lighting them up. And, and, and the enemy's going to say, oh, don't get baptized. They're, they're hard out. Those are... Full on kind of people and, and the enemy will keep taking pot shots and then 
you say, you know what, this whole church thing, I don't just want to attend. I, I want to be planted in the house. Because I've just read in the Bible, it says, he who is planted in the house of the Lord will prosper in the courts of our God. I, I want to extend this. I don't want it just to be something I'm settling in over here. No, I, I want it to be something that I'm projectively going forward in. And then he starts to say, come on, I want you to be someone who honours God in the area of the tithe. And you're like, oh, here we go. He wants to take your money. The church wants your money. No, the church doesn't want your money. God wants your heart, right? And he starts to say, come on, would you trust me with more? And then he wants to get us to a place where we're actually going to not just have forgiven for forgiveness for ourselves, but we're going to start to forgive others. And we continually start. And the enemy over and over is going to take shots at us while we're doing this. But because we've got the shield, right? Because we've got the shield, it doesn't matter what's coming at us. I live by faith. You're going, but you don't even know where you're going. That's the good news. We don't need to live by sight. Come on, 2 Corinthians 5 says, I don't actually live by sight. I live by faith. And we start to advance. We start to take ground. And what's crazy, though, is it's not long before we're like, wow, look at this. Look how far I've come. Man, this is awesome. Man, I did good. Look how good I am. Not bound up like before. Did that freedom course. My gosh, that course was awesome. I didn't think I really needed a bite. Boy, God showed me. He had more for me. Far out, that was awesome. And we start to make ourselves vulnerable. Why? Because we think we got this now. And we go, oh, the shield of faith is it's just great. Yeah, faith's awesome. But no longer is it covering us and protecting us. Oh. Oh. Hang on. Pride, our, our own thoughts. All right, we think we've done this. We thought we got us saved. We thought we were good enough to get ourselves here. And we get prideful and we get relaxed. We get casual with our faith. And all of a sudden we make ourselves vulnerable. And the enemy's just waiting. Oh, he's just waiting. Come on, just, just, just get casual. Just, just let your guard down for a moment. You just wait. I ain't gonna get tired. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Because the thing about the enemy is the enemy knows our weaknesses. He knows our past. Come on, hear me. He knows your past. But the great news is, is he doesn't know your future in God. <laughs> he doesn't know that part. So he will use whatever he can to bring up that past, to bring up that previous hurt, to bring up that offense, to bring up that unforgiveness, to try and take us out. Don't ever get casual with your faith. See, the truth of it is, is our faith can't just be based upon our good works. It can't just be based upon our good ideas. It can't just be based upon us wanting to change. No. We don't just get the shield of faith. We also get the sword, the word, right? The word that divides. You can't just have a wooden sword. Can't hear it, but it's awesome. He gives us his word. And you say, oh, isn't the, isn't the red one? Isn't the red team, aren't they the bad guys? Nah, it's the blood of Jesus, man. It's just like, it's just made away. It just, no, no, leave that, leave that. It's already made away. And it, we walk into darkness and we walk into what God has for us, not in our ability, not in our good thoughts, not in our great feelings, not in because it suits us, not because it's easy, but because His Word guides us. Come on, His Word leads us. His Word makes a way for us to move forward. It's His Word of truth right? This is the thing about the Word. I was thinking about it this week. I was thinking, man, the thing about the Word is the Word of God, which the John, 1, uh, John 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. Um, 
And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. The very truth of this is, is that the Word of God, right, is just as powerful when it spoke the earth into being then as it is right now. The only thing that changes is the, is the level of authority that it has. The authority God spoke it in caused creation. <laughs> that comes down to our conviction. The authority the Word has comes to our conviction, not down to its, its standing ability within the things that we face. What's our conviction? Is it cliche? Oh, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah, yeah no worries. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yeah, I've heard that, heard that. Do you you think of it as cliche and just another word, just another quote? Are you so addicted to Pinterest that you're looking for somebody else's nice little saying? That you're not thinking God's word is enough? Oh, no, I need a quote from another person. I need a quote. I've heard that one. I need something else. No, no, no. You don't need anything more. You just need the word of God. The word of God is what carries our faith. The word of God is what enables our faith. Now, unfortunately, I do not have four arms. So I'm going to have to put that down. See, and then from there, we realize in, in this, this Isaiah 61 is that not only did he come that, that we would receive and that we would have transformation, but he came so that then we would be able to, as oaks of righteousness, displays of his splendor, that we would rebuild the cities. Come on, that we would be the ones, come on, that would enable the transformation that your family needs. Come on, that change that needs to take place in our high schools, that's up for us. Come on, that's not up for somebody else. That's not up for the council. Oh, then we just need the, the, the board on our school to just, you know, they just need to change it. They're not going to change their ways. Come on, that's up for us to be able to, through God's wisdom and His leading, be able to step forward. And so therefore we go, come on, I'm not satisfied with just looking after my half of my life. No, I'm going to start to go after looking after somebody else's life. I'm going to start to go after looking after other people. And it starts to get dark again and it starts to get hard. But doesn't the Word say, be strong and courageous. Come on, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Oh, it's not so popular. Enemy starts taking pot shots. Even your own family don't really understand. But hey, I've got the shield of faith. That's not just the shield of faith, but it's the Word of God. And I start to take ground. For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. But I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't know where I'm going. That's okay. Keep on going. But you, you, you belong to God. Come on, you've already won the victory. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Okay, one John, I got it, man. I'll take another step for you, Lord. I'll take another step. Come on, are you with me today? I hope you're seeing it. I hope you're hearing it. I can't really see you, but I hope... You're capturing it. For if God is for us, come on, who can be against us? The Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my God. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. I'm going to take another step. But who knows, living a life of faith, it's not easy. It's easy on Sundays. It's real easy in here. That we sometimes struggle to lift our hands. I don't understand that. Come on, we're in the house of God. Give my rock. I understand we're going through hard stuff and it, life's heavy and we don't, we don't feel excited about our faith right now. We feel like we're getting more beat up than we are getting breakthrough. I get that. But I love what Psalm 18, it says, I take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold is in my God. 
I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. See, the thing is, is that the enemy will take these shots. He'll do everything he can. And I've realized that the enemy actually, he's not trying to get me to become a murderer. He's not trying to get me to become a drug pusher. He's not trying to get me to even leave Nadia. If he realizes that he can't get my faith, then he'll just say, if I could just get him to drop the shield, if I could just get him to minimize the word, if I could just get him back to settle in salvation, hear me, if I could just get him lukewarm, if I could get him lukewarm, he's not going to be helping anyone. He's going to be so busy looking at his world and his things, his dreams, his desires, his issues, his family, his needs. I don't, I don't need him. I don't need him so much to go join a campaign against the church. I just need him lukewarm. Oh, yeah, one Sunday and three's all right. That's enough. I don't actually have to go to a connect group. I'm pretty sorted. I've got enough friends of my own. I, I was going to read this morning, but yeah, and I'm mean, so tired lately, eh? Come on. I'm not trying to be condemning to anyone because I live this myself. I'm faced with the same challenge as everybody else. But all he wants us to do is get lukewarm. Come on, the area we used to hear a need in and we'd straight away pray, all of a sudden we've become immune to it. And see, the thing is, when we drop our shield of faith, we also let go of the reality of his word. Because it's not just a shield of wood. It's a shield full of his word. And I don't know what things you hold on to, what scriptures speak into your heart when the enemy's having a go. I'm anti-bullying as well, but being anti-bullying doesn't stop bullying. When it comes to the spiritual realm, what's anti-bullying and stops bullying is jumping hold and getting a hold of his word. And getting okay with the fact that Getting beaten up is going to be part of it. Doesn't one James say, uh, consider it pure joy? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that this is the testing of your faith, which produces perseverance. Now let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. What do we do when we feel knocked down? So Zion, right, he, he has this moment where he realizes it's not a discouragement, it's an encouragement. A couple of weeks later, he gets punched. Nadia talked about that last week where she nearly as a ninja jumped on the field and took out a nine-year-old. And <laughs> here I am thinking, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. You know, like, and I run over to him and he's a bit upset. I said, you all right, mate? I said, are you hurt or you're okay? He's like, no, just, it's, it's all right. I said, that's cool, mate. I said, I said what, what, does, what does this mean? Like, what does it mean that he punched you? That I'm doing the right thing? <laughs> that's right. You're doing the right thing. I said, are you good? He goes, I'm good. I said, do you want to go out and, give, and do more of the right thing? 
I said, just do it a little harder next time. He goes back out and he starts giving it, right? Fast forward the clock. Yesterday. Now I am, literally, actually I am the coach of the team. And there he is, he's in the mix, giving it everything. And he's getting picked on. And I've got this call, he knows her. And he knows her. So do all my other island friends. Which is funny because pretty much at league, that's all we got, right? The Clarks and all our island friends. And so every player turns. No, jokes. Zion turns and there's his dad. He's getting, he's getting encouragement from the other team. And then what happens is he's, he makes another great tackle and he's standing over this kid and this kid throws a punch and hits him. What I love about him is he doesn't try and punch back. He turns to the ref. He says, hey, what are you going to do about this? And there's his dad on the sideline going, yeah, come on, ref, do something. Right? What I love is that he didn't turn into a hiffy fit. He turned to a greater authority. Come on, when we're getting knocked down, when we're getting bullied, don't consider what's going wrong in your world. Don't look at everything. Hey, that's not fair. And that's not, faith's not fair. Turn to a greater authority. See, the thing is, is that he'd want us to, to, to get knocked down, right? But you've got to turn at this moment to a greater authority. And see, in the bottom half of my shield, and I think the bottom half of our shield should be covered in Scripture just as much as the top. Come on, nothing. Even as hard as it is, nothing can separate me from your love, Romans 8 declares. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. Be still and know. Come on, in all of this, stop working it up. Just be still. And know that I am God. I love what it says in Ephesians 6 when it comes to the armor. And I wrote it in big. After doing everything. After doing everything. Ephesians 6.13. Stand. Stand. See, this is the truth of it. Is if he can just get you down. If he can just get you seated. Our fight doesn't always have to be in our ability. Our fight might not look like we're always making headway, but if we could just stand, knowing that if we're living a life of faith, the enemy can shoot all he wants, but I'm going to stand. It may not be popular, but I'm going to stand. And the enemy can fire, and he can fire, and he can fire, but I know if I just stand, my God will fight my battle for me. Though I walk, I walk by faith. Though things are hard, I know. For God, His plans for me are to prosper. His plans are to give me a hope and a future. I'm going to stand. And in these times, the wind can be blowing. The earth can be shaking. It can seem like fire all around. But I love what one king says. And a great wind came, but the Lord was not in it. And after the wind came an earthquake, but the Lord was not in it. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in it. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Some of our greatest strengthening moments is when we get the whisper. And this whisper is, would you just stand? You don't need to be a hero. You don't need to get everything right. Sure ain't perfect, but would you stand? And I'm going to invite the team up and Today, as we finish, or sorry, not as we finish, but as we come to a moment, 
We're going to have a moment where there's this awesome song that we sung for the first time last week, but my gosh, it just God's presence is on it. We haven't got a long time, but I know it's going to be a powerful time. And it talks about be still. Come on, in the midst of your fight, don't panic, don't run back to your safe. I'm just going to, I'm just going to live safe. That's all I need to do. Just be safe, just be safe. No, no, just stand. Stand in your faith. Stand with the promise God gave you. Stand with the expectation your loved one's going to be saved. Stand with the reality that, come on, there's breakthrough on, around the corner. Stand for the fact that maybe you haven't had your healing yet, but my Bible tells me it's already done. So it's just waiting for the delivery. I'm still waiting for a delivery. The delivery's coming. It's on its way. The check is in the mail. It's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming because it's already been done. Would you stand? Would you stand? Because as we stand, I love what this song says. Be still and know that the Lord is in control. Be still, my soul. Stand and watch as giants fall. And it declares, I will not be afraid. Why? For you are here. You silence all my fears. I won't be afraid. It says, you don't let go. Be still, my heart, and know. I will trust in you. this podcast from life if you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message visit lifeau.org